Welcome back, everybody, to Nutty Buddy Sports. And on today's episode, Jack joins me, and we recap Week 10. We play a game, Would You Rather? And then we predict Week 11. That's coming up right here, right now, on Nutty Buddy Sports. Welcome back, everybody, to Nutty Buddy Sports. I am your host, Ryan, and on today's episode, what we are going to do is we are going to recap week 10 with the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We are going to play a game, Would You Rather?, and then we're going to predict week 11 of the NFL season, and to do that with me is Jack. Jack, how's it going, man? Going good. How are you doing? I am good as well. Uh, Gotta ask, uh, McCaffrey, Niners, how are you feeling about that? Oh, yeah, man. It's... It's every it's worth every single pick, everything we trade for him. It feels good to be able to to watch a play and think, oh, this could be an 80-yard touchdown at any moment. He's competent. He can run. He can catch. It's awesome. Just hopefully he stays healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Niners fans, like, worst nightmare. Our track record, Christian's track record, it, it's a good feeling, but also scary. Yeah, that was the biggest thing. I I like my my big concern. We talked about it on the podcast when it happened. Like basically, like he's got to stay healthy. But like the running back position, I thought was the least of the Niners' concern because for some reason they can find running backs. It I don't know Jeff Wilson, Elijah Mitchell, Mostert. Uh, you know, Tevin Coleman, they brought in for a little bit, but they usually can find running backs out of nowhere. So I was kind of surprised that they would want to spend that much resources on a running back. But so far, it's opened up their offense. Uh, so it's been very, very much worth it because of everything that McCaffrey can do. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I just I remember the first game McCaffrey played how much it opened up Kittle. Like George Kittle was able to finally find some room and he hasn't found that in the last two or three years. You know, he's been struggling a little bit to get wide open. They've been really focusing coverage on him. Um, so just just the just the attention he brings is so awesome yeah. that you know, no other running back really brought that. I mean, Jeff Wilson's effective, obviously in Miami, he's balling. Elijah Mitchell showed that he's balling. So you're right, they could win with any running back, but it just makes it so much more dynamic. Yeah. You know, everybody getting a little more open. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, that's the thing. And yeah, I'm glad that we got Jeff Wilson because man, him and Moser just like that opened up our run game. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. So speaking of what's that? I said, Mike McDaniels boys. <laughs> oh, I know. Like, we, we, yeah, he, he is such a good, I, I really like him as a coach. Um, Man, I just I cannot believe how much better everybody looks on that team. Uh, the defense could use some improvement, but um, hopefully Chubb brought that. So you ready to talk about week 10, the week that was? Yeah, let's do it. OK, so let's start with our great of week 10. Uh, let's start with you, Jack. What was your great of week 10? Man, my like the greatest moment. Yeah, it could be the moment, game, player, whatever you want to. <laughs> So for me, it's it's why do we doubt the Minnesota Vikings? The greatest yeah. moment, that overtime win, 33-30. to 30. Justin Jefferson, that catch was incredible. I've never seen anything like it. That should have been a pick. He literally curled his palm, brought that football in. And then Dalvin Cook, he had a good stat line, but he had that 81-yard touchdown run, which was so key. 
that was such an awesome moment. The Vikings are so competitive. They got better with Hawkinson. He was still involved. To me, it just week 10 just showed how much of a threat the Vikings are. They're getting better and better. Yeah, it was probably the game of the year, which was my grade as well. Um, the the Bills and the uh, the Vikings game. Josh Allen, kind of like, I, I just want to touch on him real briefly. Uh, he's been making more mistakes, which is kind of his like MO. He kind of goes through these really high highs. And then sometimes he had two interceptions that were in the red zone. One was on second down when they didn't really need to force it. And Patrick Peterson picked him off. I think that was to win the game. Um so so there is that part of it, but I would say the reason why people doubt Minnesota, do you know the last seven games they won by a possession or less? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And I, I think that's why it's not it's not necessarily because they're a bad team. I think they're real they're they're really solid. They're a good team, but it's not like they've had like blowouts. It's not like they're dominating their opponents. They always play to the level of their opponents. And a field goal here a touchdown here, an interception here. Like, for instance, that Jeffrey, if it was, you know, most any other wide receiver in that position, that's a pick, right? Yeah. If you didn't have Justin Jefferson, I, I said Jeffries, I meant Jefferson. Um, yeah, in that position, the Bills win the game. And I, I guess that's why there's a little bit of doubt. And also you needed that fumble in the end zone by the Bills that, Never happens, never happens in the end of games. That's the first time I've ever seen it happen in my lifetime watching football. So I think that's why there's a little bit of doubt, but it was a great win for the Vikings. Yeah, it was awesome. And it just showed that they had they have everything to do it this year. But like you said, there <laughs> there's a lot of games that they could lose. It's very close. And Kirk Cousins is a systems quarterback. I've always believed that there's nothing special about him. He can make the good throws. You can win with him. But he's not going. He's not a Josh Allen. He's not a Lamar Jackson. He's not a Patrick Mahomes. That's that's not what he is. So there's only so much you can do with him. But I like their head coach. I like what they're doing. It's good. Yeah, I do too. Kevin O'Connell. I think the one thing that he did really well coming in is he um, believed in Kirk Cousins. Zimmer did not. Mike Zimmer, and I think that was you know showed while they played towards late end game situations. I think that the team felt it as well. So it obviously affected the, the, the psyche of the team. And that's why I think they're getting these wins is because the coach actually believes in the, his roster right, from, from the quarterback on down. So that's very good. Let me ask you this uh, right now, if you had to choose, because here, here's the best thing about being Minnesota is the NFC is wide open right now. It's wide open. Uh, if I said, Eagles, Vikings, Super Bowl, which one would you say you would pick right now to get to the Super Bowl? That's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a tough one, but I'm going to go with Eagles. Hmm. Um, I, I just, to me, what they have there, the A.J. Brown connection with Jalen Hurts is getting stronger. Devontae Smith is a true number one receiver in a number two role. Miles Sanders can ball out if he's given more opportunities. That defense is real. And they have had an easier schedule this year, but they have been winning games other than this week mm -hmm. with complete dominance. And Jalen Hurts, man, he can pass the ball. It's not all his legs. So for me, that's more of a complete team, but that's just close. That's my pick. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. Just be, and also the added dimension of Jalen Hurts being able to run the ball. I think yeah. that is such a huge thing for the Eagles. I think now that they lost the game, they might be playing a bit freer now because I, I don't remember if you remember the 18 and 0 Patriots that run, but it was like as the season progressed along, every game got closer and closer and closer. I almost think they would have won the Super Bowl if they would have lost a game in the regular season. I just think there was just so much pressure on that end of it as well being the the undefeated team. I think now that the Eagles lost, they'll be able to relax a little more. Exactly. They're not going to be like the Dolphins of the Patriots. <laughs> correct, correct, correct. Okay. Um, any other great of week um, uh, 10 for you? Yeah, let me um, look up a little bit. Um, just little things that I noticed, like Godwin, Chris Godwin. I thought he had a great game. He finally got a touchdown. I feel like that's going to really help the, the Buccaneers. Rashad White. I think it's he's a great player. It's going to be a takeover. The Buccaneers, they're going to look more balanced after this bye week. They're going to get back into stride. TJ Watt, he makes a huge difference with that Steelers defense. His present, what he brings, you can just see. The, the, the Saints did not have the ball ever. They couldn't get anything going. Mm -hmm. Kamar didn't get anything going. So TJ Watt's huge. Um, what else? Tony with the Chiefs, man. What a steal. <laughs> it's only going to get better and better. That was a really good. Yeah, I, I thought that was a very underrated trade because he was a first round pick. Yeah. Something is, I don't know what's with the Giants and the receivers, but like they signed, like they've had troubles with the receivers all season. They signed um, last year, Galladay, Kenny Galladay. And yeah. like he dropped one pass, I think this week that would have led to a touchdown. And uh, he did not see the field after that. And it's like Tony, the same thing. He just didn't. I think it's a Daniel Jones thing. I think that he's just not a good enough quarterback and the receivers get frustrated because they'll get open and the quarterback can't place. I, that's my, my theory, but Tony going to the chiefs, all oh my word, I think that could be a steal and they didn't give up very much for him. So it's like a low risk, high reward type of uh, uh, trade, which I thought was really good for the chiefs. Yeah, was that like a third and a six or a second? And a third, I think it was a third and a six. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And as the Giants, it's like they're not playing him. Yeah. He's literally getting hair all the time, so you get why he did it. But at the same time, the talent, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I I'm agree. <laughs> what was that? I said, unfortunately, it's the Chiefs. Well, I I'm a big Patrick Mahomes fan, so I'm I'm all for the Chiefs continuing to have some dominance until they play the Dolphins. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> OK, let's uh let's move on to uh the good of week 10. Do you have a good for week 10? Um, A good. So my good man, my good is, I mean, the Giants. They beat Houston. It's 24-16. They're a solid team, but it's ugly. It's very ugly football. I mean, they're running Saquon Barkley 35 times. He had 152 yards. That's great. But the longevity of that team, to me, is kind of scary, but they're doing it. They're winning. And uh, the Panthers. <laughs> Carolina won, but do they want to win? <laughs> 
<laughs> TJ uh, Walker got hurt. Mayfield's in. I mean, it's just a very interesting, interesting time there. How about you? <laughs> yeah, no. So uh, just to touch on the Panthers, it's it's funny because they're they are not out of the NFC South yet, which is hilarious. They they could still win that division at three and seven. So it's. I, I don't know. I I think they should try to lose, but I'm like one to be like, because I've been there before. We, we had a chance as, as the dolphins to get Andrew luck or Robert Griffin, the third now Robert Griffin, the third eventually got injured and petered out, but we ended up with Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill was fine. He still plays in the league, but I think I'd rather have had Andrew luck, you know? Uh, and even yeah. in the most recent draft where we got Tua. Although he's looking really good now, you know, you can make an argument that Burrow would have been a better pick, obviously, uh, for the Dolphins if they would have lost. So I'm I'm all about like if you're not going to because the NFL does not reward winning beyond like getting to the playoffs and Super Bowl. If you're you know, you don't it's it's a problem I have with all all, all sports. It's like you don't reward winning unless if you make make it to the dance, so to speak. So. I'm with you on that. Um, couple of good. I'm gonna say um Tua. I'm gonna give him a good. He is now one of two individuals who are favorites for MVP. Uh, right now, the Dolphins in general dominated the Browns. They didn't allow Nick Chubb to run the ball all over them, which it was really good. Jeff Wilson starting to look good. The defense looks better with Bradley Chubb back there because people obviously have to scheme for him now, which is really nice. Um, he only had seven incompletions against the Brown. He was 25 for 32, 285 yards and three touchdowns. He just like his, his, Accuracy from 40 yards in is ridiculous. It's the deep ball he doesn't have. So McDaniels has made this offense so that he can thrive in that type of situation. And it's been working. So I'm going to give the good to Tua being MVP. The Dolphins seeming to uh, be uh, figuring things out and looking better and better. And they are the uh, right now top of the AFC East. Yeah, I agree. I mean, can we give Mike McDaniels just like a huge applause here? Because I mean, not only is he scheming for Tua to be successful, brought in Tyree Kill with that awesome trade, but the humility that he has to sign Chase Edmonds to a big contract, trade him, and then get Jeff Wilson, who he was successful with in the past, and now he's doing great. Him and Moster, I mean, this this team looks great, dude. It really does. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Even t- the Tyreek Hill trade, you know, I thought, ah, you know, it's going to be fun, but I don't know how, you know, with to his arm, but that has worked out. Uh, quick question, Mike McDaniels, um, would you would you have him favorite for coach of the year or would you have someone else? <laughs> that's that's a great question. <laughs> Definitely somebody else. I love question um i think he may be the water boy on the patriots next year so <laughs> mike mike mcdaniel oh yeah oh i thought you sorry you, I, you I, thought i meant josh mcdaniels I, josh mcdaniels i was looking at my notes for the next uh, question there <laughs> <laughs> mike mcdaniel absolutely would be coach of the year in my opinion what he's done with this franchise in the offseason even right down to midseason. I mean, it's just everything, everything he's doing is successful. 
short term, long term. I love it. Yeah, I, I would I just throw a couple other names out there. Mike Vrabel, I think, is doing an amazing job considering that they lost their best second best offensive weapon in the offseason and didn't really replace him. And then uh, Kevin O'Connell for the Vikings, eight and one. And then Nick Sirianni for the Eagles, eight and one. Uh, the, just a couple of other coaches to quickly mention. Yeah, Nick Sirianni, good choice. Um, yeah. He's done Jalen Hurts just as a passer. And that defense, it's solid. Good, great turnaround. Yeah. Uh, real real quick, a couple other, I'll hit a couple other good. Christian Watson to look good for the the uh, the Packers. He had two big touchdown catches. Uh, he caught three touchdowns. Um, he Like they finally are throwing him the deep ball more and more. They're doing sort of like a, a run and shoot offense instead of like, a, they were so like, screen pass screen pass bubble screen and it was just like it, the packers it wasn't working wasn't working and then they were like okay we're just gonna run 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 and then throw a play action deep ball pass that seemed to work it, they beat the number one defense so funny the week before they couldn't score against the worst defense in the league and then they put 31 points up on the best defense in the league that was kind of interesting for the packers and then i had an oh jeff saturday let's give him a good he was yeah. getting all kinds of slack for being hired a, a head coach, and he he was able to to win against Oakland, but it was still a win, and that team actually looked competent considering the way he was being talked about. Yeah, I agree. And just another add to that, Justin Fields. I mean, what other quarterback can't pass over 200 yards but gets a total of over 300 yards? <laughs> For the day, I mean, the dude can run. He's being more effective with Cole Komet now. They, that coaching staff did not pick fields in the draft. Mm -hmm. Yet they have adopted an offensive scheme that works throughout the season. And even though they came away with the loss, great, great day for Justin Fields. It's going to continue. Who can stop the guy? Who can stop him? (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's interesting because like, um, I I think um, it's it's great he, that the team Matt Everflus is using Justin Fields' strengths and yep. running the ball, but as we've seen, especially with someone like Lamar Jackson, who is also a dynamic runner, eventually you have to, as a quarterback, you have to win the game with your arm. Um, yeah. And that's going to be the interesting part with Justin Fields. I think he has looked great the last couple of weeks, especially on, but great in the sense of like, he's dynamic and he runs the ball really well, where I would question it is like, Hey, when are we going to start seeing the passing coming along? Because that has to eventually come along for him to be a successful quarterback in this league. Yeah, I completely agree with you. If you have him on your fantasy team, you're extremely happy. But real football, he needs to be a passer. And that defense has got to show up, which they haven't. Yeah, and I think I heard, I was listening to a podcast um, where they said that he had one completion in the second half of that game. So yeah. we just got to see that grow. But yes, he was, he's so fun to watch when we were playing, playing them as the Dolphins. I was just like, he had a 78 yard run where he just shot up the middle. And I'm like, he's out running defensive backs right now. That's ridiculous. <laughs> they make them different, bro. <laughs> they they do. They do. Okay. 
let's go to the bad for week 10. Um, Jack, what's one of your bad for week 10? I think I gave it up with thinking that you're talking about Chase McDaniels earlier. (laughs) (laughs) That was just a terrible, terrible loss. Um, He should not be the head coach in this football league. He did it with the Broncos. He's doing it now. Um, The offense, the only reason it's going is because they've always had the pieces. Josh Jacobs is solid. Devontae Adams is solid. Carr, he can make great passes. It's it's just a bad, bad coaching, bad play calling on both sides of the field, in my opinion. That was really bad. Um, and then what else? I have other things written down. Um, Kareem Hunt. To me, this confuses me. The Browns do not utilize Kareem Hunt. They ran Chubb. They passed him the ball. He had four receptions. You're not – Kareem Hunt is an amazing pass catch, catching back. Not one target for Kareem Hunt. Are you kidding me? And and that's a game where you should have utilized him when you were down big. So that was huge for me. Um, and then Derrick Henry finally shut down by the Broncos. You know, that was pretty crazy. But Denver still lost. They still couldn't overcome it. <laughs> Russell Wilson is just he he's not dangerous Russ anymore. He's tame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, I agree. Um so let's start with the Josh McDaniel things. The the Raiders I don't know how they made the playoffs last year. Um and I guess this is where you like think maybe you should resign or have your interim coach interim coach become your head coach they went out and got josh mcdaniels who worked alongside of tom brady and like when you have a hall of fame quarterback i would just be more leery about signing coaches who have a hall of fame quarterback like a quarterback's coach or offensive coordinator because you can't know how good they are until they don't have that safety net of one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Uh, We're seeing the same thing in Denver with Nathaniel Hackett and him having Aaron Rodgers. So I agree. That's an ugly, how you don't beat the Colts who have been in disarray, who on Saturday went back to Matt Ryan at quarterback. I think that's when they, they announced it from Sam Ellinger. Um, so that was a bad, and I, I just to piggyback the Broncos point, how your defense has played so well all year and your offense is so inept is just, it baffles me. You traded all these picks yeah. players for Russell Wilson. And we thought, oh, this team will be a solid team. Their, their offense is going to be really good. I know they lost Judy, I think in the first quarter or something like that, but yeah, it was. It, I just don't get it. I don't understand. And you know, obviously, I'm with you. I blame. I blame more, more the coaching than the players when it comes to those guys. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't deny anything. Like the Broncos, they're set up for success. I mean, how many people had them as their Super Bowl favorites at the beginning of the year? Like mm-hmm. seriously, there was a lot. They they just thought they were going to go over the moon. All they needed was a quarterback. Well, obviously that isn't true. They need a head coach. They need a competent quarterback because <laughs> that going up, you know. And it's just it's just frustrating. I can only imagine being a Bronco fan right now. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Okay, uh, you ready to move on to the ugly for week ten? 
Yes. Okay. What's your first ugly, Jack? Want to start off? Yeah, I'll start us off. I'm going to go give it to the Rams. Um, just because I had higher expectations for them. Um, they uh, they were the Super Bowl champs last year. I know they started their backup quarterback, but they're three and six, and I think this year is a dud for them. That's an ugly for me. I'm also going to give the the Lions a little bit of an ugly for winning. Um, as a Lions backer, somebody who supports them, I want them to have one of those two top quarterbacks in the draft, and they're playing their way out of the top three of draft picks at this point. So that's a little bit of an ugly for me. And then the last ugly, the Buffalo Bills fumble in the end zone. Did you, you saw that play, right? Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's an ugly, I think what happened, and nobody has said this, I'm surprised. When Josh Allen was receiving the snap, Diggs, I think it was Diggs, was behind him and like tried to push him forward. And I think that threw off the timing of him grabbing the ball because his momentum shift, you know? And then that's how he fumbled. That's my theory on it. I think that's why he fumbled the ball. And um, I think that deserves an ugly because all you need to you, he's a big guy. He's going to fall forward. I don't know if you need to push him. Not that that's a bad idea, but I just think in that moment it ended up costing them. So that was kind of an ugly for me. Oh yeah. I completely agree with you. And then, and then for me, uh, I, I have to backpack on the LA Rams because it was the battle of the backups. Yes, that's true. But you're at, you know, it was an ugly, ugly game because of one thing. And that's Cooper cup mm-hmm. getting, and he's going to be out for four games. Most likely, I think longer. Um, and then the NFC West continues. Zach Ertz, he got hurt and he's been huge for them this year. A lot of people think that he hasn't. And then Murray, Kyrie Murray, he, he Kyler Murray, He's been dealing with a hamstring injury since week eight, and they finally rested him. And it's been aggravating. It's been really bad. It's all coming out. So they should have sat him a long time ago to get healed. They're finally sitting him. I I just – NFC West with injuries is looking bad for the Cardinals and for the Rams. So that's been super, super ugly. Um, I feel like I've mentioned all my other uglies already. That's okay. That sounds (laughs) good. But, yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, if I'm the Rams, I actually think, at, you know, see what happens next week. I, let's see. They, they play. I think they do play next week. Um, yeah, they play the Saints. See what happens. But I wouldn't even start Stafford. I would just see like, OK, if we win, we'll we'll see. We'll reevaluate. But if we lose, uh, why not just let Stafford and Cup sit the rest of the season? Get them ready for next year because they'll be yeah. three and seven. So sort of my thought but okay you ready to go into our game let's do it okay so jack i have a couple would you rather uh we're halfway through the season a little over halfway so what we're gonna do is basically i got some names for you maybe teams and basically i'm like would you rather have this person or this person or be in this situation versus this situation so let's start off with Good coaches, first-year coaches. So would you rather have Mike McDaniels, we already talked about what he's done in Miami, or Brian Dayball, who is the coach for the New York Giants, and what he has done for the Giants. So which head coach would you want moving forward? Um, Mike McDaniels easily just because of, of the system he has come from, you know, 
um, from Shanahan and just seeing what he has done, the pieces he has gathered already to go out and get Tyreek Hill, even to try to sign Chase Edmonds early on. You can just see that he's trying to build around Tua. He's trying to make Tua a better quarterback. And for me, you want your head coach to make the face of the franchise better. You want to complement his skill sets. And like you said, Tua can't throw the deep ball. Okay, let's get one of the fastest athletes out in the game, be able to throw him a quick little pass and you can take off for 80 yards. Beautiful. And so they have really built around him. Um, and for Gray Bill, he, he's, 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 he's great. He's awesome, but the situation is not that great. And to trade Tony, to me, is just so stupid. And maybe that's on the GM, not him. But you got you got to build around your quarterback. And Daniel Jones, I don't know how long he can go with no one to throw to. Yeah, so I, I'm sort of with you, but I'm just going to place devil devil advocate and argue for Dayball, and that is what he is doing, like. We can look at Mike McDaniel and be like, okay, this makes sense. The amount of talent the Dolphin ha- Dolphins have, they have Waddle, they have Kasicki, they have Hill, they have Wilson, they have Mosert, they have Tua, who's a very accurate quarterback at the very least. We can see how all those pieces are working for them to win games. What Dayball is doing with <laughs> Daniel Jones, who is probably not going to be their quarterback next year, with no wide receiver and yeah. just basically – smash smash mouth football is a it, it's pretty amazing to me i'm i'm impressed what he's doing so uh i'm with you because i'm biased maybe a little bit uh how open those receivers are getting that offensive scheme is so crazy to me for the dolphins if you if you haven't watched the dolphins play yet do yourselves a favor watch them one week and how open everybody is uh they did not punt yeah they did not punt last week they didn't punt the football once last week. Um, so it, it's just super fun to watch. But Dayball, what he has done with what little talent he has, it's like baffling to me. So I, I, I that's the, the argument I'll make for Dayball. No, Day, I mean, Dayball, I mean, <laughs> for that team and what he's been able to do, you're right. You're right. So I, I just want an offensive uh, genius on my side. And Mike McDaniels fits that script for me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, let's go to the next one. Would you rather have Tyreek Hill for a season or Justin Jefferson for a season? For one season? Yeah. Um, because franchise? I think, yeah, because if, if we did it, I think going forward, the obvious answer is the younger guy. So that's why I, I think it's more fair if you're like, you can have Justin Jefferson for a season. Or Tyreek yeah. Hill for a season? Oh, gosh. To me, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I'm going Tyreek is just because it's this, we are talking about with Christian McCaffrey is just the amount of tension that he gets and how open other people get and, and, and how much of a compliment he is to the quarterback. He can make any play on any any part of the field and go for 98 yards and Justin Jefferson can do so many things, but Tyree kill on his skill set, what he can bring in one year. I'd rather take that. His speed, I think is what differentiates him from all the other wide receivers. His, his acceleration, his speed, his quickness, like he can just get open at any play. You can try to cover him. He, you can double him. He has blown by a corner and safety 
multiple times this season just because it's hard to cover him. Um, uh, so I too would probably go with Hill for one season, but if we're going to go long-term, yeah, I'm, I, I think Jefferson's the right because he's younger. So, so you would, you would go with him and, and Jefferson's a great talent as well. That catch he made was incredible, but I think I'd, I'd go Hill because that's something you cannot find. And even if Hill loses a step, he'll probably still be faster than most, most, most everybody in the NFL. So. Yeah. Yeah. If if you want to make a debate, who's the best receiver, my question would, my answer would change, <laughs> but yeah, Hill's incredible. Give yeah. Me him he, for- <laughs> yeah. I, I'm with you. Okay. Uh, who, okay. So you, you have to hire one of these coaches. Okay. I'm going to give you an option. Okay. Would you rather hire Josh McDaniels, the coach for the Oakland Raiders, or Nathaniel Hackett, the coach for the Denver Broncos? <laughs> I would I would rather oh man, this is terrible. Josh McDaniels. I would rather have Josh McDaniels just because uh, he is competent with his offensive schemes and his systems, which you need and and nowadays in, in football Hackett is just you don't understand his play calling was it a couple like the first couple of weeks where he he went for it and he should have went for a, a field goal right mm-hmm. and completely blew the entire I think I, am I wrong I'm kind of mistaken which game that was but but Hackett his play calling is terrible in moments of of pressure like he it just doesn't make sense to me he has ruined the Broncos. And so for me, Josh McDaniels, just for his offensive scheme, if I had to choose the two. Yeah. yeah. If you had to choose, I, yeah. I'm the, the argument for Hackett is that at least the defense for the Broncos look really good this year. Uh, the problem is, is he's the offensive minded coach. So it's not, yeah, he doesn't. Oh, good though. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So, so that's why I'm with you. I think I'd pick Josh McDaniels because at least the Oakland Raiders offense, uh, Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders offense. I said Oakland before too, didn't I? Las Vegas Raiders offense um, looks competent. Like they move the ball. I just, they're just not finding ways to win the game. And I think you're right. His scheme is good, but maybe he's just not, maybe he's just an offensive coordinator and there's nothing wrong with that, but he's, he's definitely not head coach worthy and neither is Hackett. So. I mean, even I mean, look at it. Josh Jacobs has had a stellar season. He's talented, but he really has revitalized him. Devontae Adams is an amazing talent, but history tells us that when a big-time receiver goes to a new team, it's not always easy, especially year one. And he he has schemed to get him the ball. He has gotten his targets. So McDaniels is doing everything right on the offense. It's just, it's like you said, some people are just made to be coordinators, but if I had to choose, it's definitely McDaniels. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, th- would you rather have Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence who are in the same draft? Lawrence was picked uh, uh, one. And I think Fields was either 13 or 10. I can't remember, but um, which one would you rather have? I would rather have Trevor Lawrence. Um, okay. To me- is so talented um he can run as well he's a on his legs but his pocket passing ability is amazing his vision's amazing 
and I, I just I see I see a lot of talent where he's going to be very talented long term. His longevity, I think, is going to be a lot more longer than Justin Fields because the history of someone just using their legs, they're going to watch film on you next year and they're going to they're going to you know, that's what the NFL does. Colin Kaepernick, he ran over everybody his first year and they started watching film they started changing blitz coverages and he he just wasn't effective he couldn't run out of the pocket he could only make one read and then he'd get sacked so so for me trevor lawrence is is the better bet yeah uh i i agree i think that um we got to remember this is basically lawrence's rookie year because he didn't have a head coach last year um, oh, that's yeah. one thing I'll remind people. But devil's advocate would be that Justin Fields has been more electric this season. He has done more to help his team win than Trevor Lawrence has. But at the same time, you know, I'm not I'm not going to be what's it called a recency bias. I, I kind of we, we saw how good Lawrence can be. He has flashes. It's his rookie year give him some time to grow. I think he'll be the better passer and that's what you want at the quarterback. You want the best passer possible. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I think time's going to hopefully be his best friend and they're going to give it to him. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Let's go back to the dolphins real quick. Uh, Would you rather have Tua or Justin Herbert? Um, man, I'd rather be a, a a Dolphins fan right now. No, uh, Justin Herbert for sure. Um, to me, you got to give the guy a break. It, it's been rough. Kenyon Allen hasn't been healthy all year long. Mike Williams is now out. Gerald Everett's now out. All he has is Eckler. Um, DeAndre Carter, he he balled out, but I mean, there's only so much you can do. So Justin Herbert has struggled this year, but his weapons aren't there. And when he has a decent, I mean, he's still, he's still doing great right now. He is, in my opinion, he's still looking great in his completion percentage and his accuracy. It's just, it's riddled with injuries. So even though Tua has the better stat lines, Herbert to me has the most talent. I'm with you Uh, again, not recency bias here. I just like Herbert can make every throw. You know, and as 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 much as I love the way to his playing, he can't make every throw. He has limitations. He's great at what he does. Uh, But if you gave Herbert uh, a a coach like Mike McDaniels and Tyreek Hill and Waddle healthy all season, I'm telling you, he probably would look so much better than he does right now. But and he's been dealing with rib injury. So that happened in week two, I think so. I I'm with you. I'd go Herbert still. Although when I'm not saying I would have drafted Herbert over Tua just because at the time that was the right pick. Nobody knew Herbert was going to be this. And I hate that part of the revisionist history. Like, Oh, the Dolphins should have took Herbert. It's like, no, no, they should have took Tua because Herbert did not show this in college because his offense didn't allow him to do it. So I'm, I'm still okay with the pick, but right now I would take Herbert over Tua. And even Herbert's throwing motion and how fast he gets the ball out, just little things like that. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's going to have a better career. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would say so, like, for instance, like, um, uh, I don't know if this is a good comparison, but like um, 
Drew, you know, like a Drew Brees versus Aaron Rodgers. They basically say yeah. same sort of careers. They both won one Super Bowl. One was more accurate, but I think nobody would argue that Rodgers was the better quarterback. Like he just was more talented. So it just really depends on what you you want in a career of a you know like what I, I think you're right he will have the better career but I don't know if like will he win more than Tua I don't know you know because that's dependent on like team and coaching and all that stuff that is so important as well. Mike McDaniel's I mean like we've mentioned he's our coach candidate of the year. I don't think he's going anywhere. That team's just going to get more solidified. So you're right. I mean, the situation is better in Miami for sure. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last one. Would you rather be moving forward the Indianapolis Colts? Okay. Uh, not necessarily for this season, but even moving forward or the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, man. Well, it's harder to be in the NFC West. Um, oh, man, that's a that's a tough question for for me. It would be the Arizona Cardinals just because they have more things figured out. I love Michael Pittman. Jonathan Taylor looks healthy. They did have a good offensive line last year, but they still got to figure some things out. Their defense is competent, but the Arizona Cardinals, I'm sorry, Offense wins and offense needs a quarterback. Kyler Murray is very, very effective, very athletic. I don't know he's the smartest quarterback in the league, but I'd rather have Kyler Murray as my QB for the next 10 years than have a question mark in Indianapolis. We don't know. Matt Ryan's a short-term answer. So based on the knowledge we have now, I would take Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and Rondell Moore, who's looking awesome, I would take that upside. Okay, I like it. I like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the opposite. the The reason why is uh, the, Kyler and Cliff do not like each other. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, yeah, they they could get rid of Cliff uh, next year and get a different offensive coordinator in. But when you are watching someone like Christian Kirk and what he's doing in Jacksonville. It tells me that he had a lot more potential that could not be unlocked by having Kyler Murray as his quarterback. And it's probably because Kyler Murray is more of like, hey, I'm going to run around and throw a deep ball, sort of like Russell Wilson, versus a timing quarterback like, you know, a Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, a Tua, whoever you want to throw out there. And I think that I would rather in this NFL have a quarterback with timing than somebody who it does like with it concerns me that you locked this guy up and you felt the need to put in the contract that they took out about the video game playing and stuff like that, that you have to watch this much film or whatever. It concerns me. So I, 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 I get like the unknown is a little bit more appealing to me than what I do know as well. You know what I'm saying? And Hopkins isn't going to be, what is he like 32? So he, he's not, he, he's going to be over the hill soon and can, do you trust do you trust Cliff at this point to um what's it called uh uh help nurture young talent? I don't I don't know if he can. So I, that's that's where I'm kind of at with it. So I might actually go Colts because they also could make a trade because they have their picks and stuff 
for someone like an Aaron Rodgers next year or some some quarterback that might be ready to move on from their situation. I, I like those arguments. I mean, I, I think it was all the way back to our NFC NFC West preview. Um, <laughs> that was one of my <laughs> was the whole contract thing. I'm like, if you have to put that clause in, what does that say about uh, you know the quarterback you're locking in for five years? But yeah, I I it's that's a really good question. Could go either way, but I like that. Okay, perfect. Okay, anything else on? Would you rather? Um, do you want to just get into predictions? Let's get into predictions. Okay. Well, that was would you rather? It was kind of fun. It was fun. So yeah, we'll we'll move on to predicting week eleven uh, with Ryan versus the guest. So last week I versed Ryan. Ryan came on the podcast. It was me and him, mano y mano. Ryan had eight correct and ryan had five correct now which one got more correct i'll let you decide that um but uh right now i'm sitting at 73 total games right and the guest is at 76 so they gained three points on me so actually ryan you won one last week good for you man thanks ryan (laughs) okay so bye weeks uh the jaguars dolphins seahawks and bucks all have buys so you, let's get into our Thursday night game, which is happening tonight. The Tennessee Titans at the Green Bay Packers. Jack, who do you have? Um, I have, I have the Packers. Um, I'm going to have them 24, 24 to 14. I okay. really like breakout game. Aaron Jones impressed me. He hopefully has a good week. I'm going to pick them. Okay, I'm going to go I'm going to go I usually go home team here and that's the Packers but because it's it's a little bit of a coin flip I need to catch up on a game I could see the Titans winning this game. They're the more physical team. I feel like um they are well coached. I think maybe even better coached than the Packers. I don't I'm I'm really up in the air on Matt LaFleur right now as far as a head coach goes. Um and I feel like their defense is good enough. Um, and the Packers also played the afternoon game last week, which means that they had less time to rest technically, but you know, like a couple hours, but I'm going to say more ice, yeah. ice bath time. What was that Jack? So those three hours are crucial. Yeah. The, the, the ice bathing, bathing, <laughs> the ice bathing probably helped. Okay. Let's go to the next game. The Chicago bears at the Atlanta Falcons. Who do you got Jack? If the Chicago Bears do not win this game, something is extremely wrong because Field should be able to run over that pathetic Falcons defense. I don't like Marcus Mariota of late. Um, I got the Bears winning 30 to 21. I'm I'm picking the Bears as well. Um, I think the Falcons will move the ball because the Bears defense has also been pathetic. But Mariota has been missing wide open guys. His accuracy is just not there. So I'm with you. I'm going to go with bears. Did you see that play where he threw that ball away after he was like on the ground, like, Hmm. and he spinning in like mid air and he just threw it out. I mean, that was almost a pick. I'm like, what Marcus Mariota? I did see that. Remember that play? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what he was doing there. Um, Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Uh, the Carolina Panthers at the Baltimore Ravens. Who do you have? <laughs> I have the Baltimore Ravens. Um, 
I think this is going to be somewhat of a low scoring game. Uh, I have it. I'm going to go 17 to 10. Okay. And Andrews hopefully will be back. It'd be huge for Lamar Jackson, which hopefully will create a little bit room for Duvernay. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit better game offensively for the Ravens. 17, 10. Yeah, I'm going Ravens as well. The Cleveland Browns at the Buffalo Bills. I think this is the last game they're going to be playing without Deshaun Watson. So, uh, Jack, who do you have, Browns or Bills? Easy Bills. I am with you, Easy Bills. (laughs) The Washington Commanders at the Houston Texans. Who do you have? Um, I love the Commanders right now because that defense showed up even without Young coming back chase young so i think that defense is going to get better give me the commanders okay perfect i'm going to go texans here i think this is another coin flip game because the texans are at home the commanders always play their competition very tight you know heineke is fun to watch but he gives teams a couple opportunities a game to you know get interceptions pick six stuff like that so i'm going to go with the the texans on this one uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Indianapolis Colts. Who do you have, Jack? I'm sorry, Jeff. Saturday, you cannot repeat. I'm having the Eagles. <laughs> Eagles after a loss, too. That's going to be a very tough game for Matt Ryan. I agree. Yeah, I agree 100% with the Eagles coming off that loss. They're going to, again, I think they're going to feel calm now. They're like, we got nothing to prove now. Let's just go out there and win. And I think the Colts are going to be in a rude awakening for that. Um, the New York Jets at the New England Patriots. Who do you have? Um, I, I'm going to go with the Patriots because Bill Belichick, what he can do against Zach Wilson scheming wise, I think is going to be very effective. He's had some time to scheme for him. So I'm going to go Patriots 27 Jets 13. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going Patriots as well. Main also Bill Belichick coming off a of bye week. I know the Jets are as well, but Bill Belichick always does good. Always is their team's always ready to go. They're always good out, coming off a of bye. So I'm going Patriots. Oh, this one, the L.A. Rams at the New Orleans Saints. Jack, who do you have? <laughs> Can we start Winston, please? <laughs> you know, it's 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 gonna be. Uh, I got to go with the home team because Stafford should be back, but I am going to go with the new Orleans saints. I think they are going to be able to stay on the field more and get Kamara more involved. And Chris Olave, he's awesome. You got to give him more targets. I I think it's going to be a better game for the saints on, you know, Andy Dalton still start starting, but I think it's going to be the saints. I'm with you. I'm I'm gonna go Saints. I'm I'm just basically picking the home team because these two teams are so similar to me as far as like they're a below average team right now. Both of them are cup is out. I think that's gonna hurt Stafford or whoever the quarterback is. Uh so I'm with you. I'm going Saints. Yeah. The Detroit Lions at the New York uh, New York Giants. Who do you have, Jack? <laughs> You know what? I always want to pick the Lions just because <laughs> they can score a lot of points. They're fun to watch. I love St. Brown. I actually am a Jared Goff fan. 
But I am going to go with Giants as the home team. I feel like Saquon Barkley is going to do what he's always been doing. That defense has showed up. It's going to be a shaky win, 21-20. I'm with you. I'm going Giants as well. Uh, The Las Vegas Raiders at the Denver Broncos. Who do you have? (laughs) This is a terrible game. It is. Uh, It is. Give me Broncos, (laughs) 13-10. Part of me doesn't want to pick this game because I'm just like, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go Broncos as well because basically they're at home. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is a fun one. The Dallas Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings. Who do you have? This is a tough game. (sighs) I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go with the Vikings. I think it's going to be a very high scoring game. I think it's going to be up in the 30 points, but. The Vikings are legit. If they can play the way they did against the Bills, which I believe they can, it's going to be a good game, but they're going to come out with the win. Okay, I'm going to pick the Cowboys. I think you're right. It's going to be close. I think it's going to come down to one possession, and I think that finally they'll lose a one-possession game because stuff sort of equals out. Uh, I think also the Cowboys are going to want to come off of that loss to Green Bay with a little bit of vengeance and – Kirk Cousins is due for a stinker where the next week the entire media sports media is questioning whether he should be playing quarterback for the Vikings or not. So I'm going to, I'm going to go Cowboys here. Do you uh, think this, Elliot makes them worse or if he comes back? It depends because like, I think it's always good to have two running backs. I, I would rather have two running backs, both get 15 touches versus one getting 23. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, depending, but because of injury too. Uh, but I think Tony Powell, Pollard is better than Zeke right now. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's actually going to help Pollard, perhaps, with mm-hmm. Elliot back. More touches. Yeah, and, and they don't get the entire load on him. So, like, fourth quarter, he's going to be fresh to explode for runs and stuff like that. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel for Pollard as well. Um, Cincinnati Bengals at the um, Pittsburgh Steelers. Who do you have? This is rough just because Jamar Chase is out, of course, but all my questions were answered when Joe Mixon went off for five touchdowns. Joe Mixon's a beast. T. Higgins is going to have a better game. I think it's going to be the Bengals by two touchdowns. Okay, I like it. Um, Bengals coming off a bye as well. I'm going to go Bengals too. I think this game is actually, I'm I'm going to say it's going to be close just because it's a division matchup. TJ Watt being back is huge for the Steelers as well. And I think they're supposed to get another player back in the secondary for them um, on the defensive side of the ball. I can't remember if maybe it's Minka Fitzpatrick, but it was someone kind of important. So I think the Steelers defense is going to be good enough to keep the Steelers in the game. But I think the Bengals ultimately win. Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers, which is basically a neutral field site. It's not really home field advantage. Who do you have, Jack? Chiefs. Um, Chargers are still banged up. There's a chance for Williams and Allen to come back. But with the knowledge we have now, I'm going to go with Chiefs. 
I'm with you. I'm going Chiefs as well. Uh, finally, Monday Night Football, your game, your team here, the 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. Who do you got, Jack? <laughs> I I have the – it was very encouraging to see Mitchell back, and I think that makes McCaffrey better because it's not all on him. Debo is even going to be more healthy. Ayuk has been very solid consistently. Give me the Niners. I just feel like it's going to be a better defensive showing through the air as, or offensive showing through the air as well. So so give me the Niners by by 10 points. Do you think Kyler – is Kyler supposed to be back? So everything's coming out that his hamstring has been out since week eight. So this is something that he's been dealing with. They finally gave him that week off. It's trending for him to come back. And if he does come back, it's it's it is gonna be a close game. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna pick the Niners though. I just I I'm not I'm not hate watching them anymore because we don't have their first round pick. So uh we yeah. traded that for Bradley Chubb. So no more hate watching the Niners. So I'm gonna pick the Niners. Their offense is so many different weapons and um I just I don't trust anything the Cardinal. I don't like the vibe. I don't like the any vibes I'm getting out of Arizona. So I'm going 49ers. Yeah. Okay, man. That's it. That's awesome. All. Okay. It's gonna be a good week. I think you're right. Well, thanks, man, for joining me. Of course. Thanks, Ryan. Enjoy, man. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Okay. And thank you all for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, if you haven't yet, find me on Instagram at nuttybuddy underscore sports. That's when I show I drop podcasts. Also, check out our YouTube channel. I have uh, I do throw clips on there every now and then of the podcast, but I also do like just things for the YouTube channel. I reacted to the Hawkinson trade in real time, and I reacted to Bradley Chubb, that trade for the Dolphins in real time as well. So you can check those out. Subscribe to that channel. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed and we will talk to you guys soon.